Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hey, everybody. I'm Jason S., and I'm an addict, and this is the Just for Today Daily Meditation Reading for August 17th, titled Tell the Truth. A symptom of our disease is alienation, and honest sharing will free us to recover. Basic text, page 83. Truth connects us to life, while fear, isolation, and dishonesty alienate us from it. As using addicts, we hid as much of the truth about ourselves from as much of the world as we possibly could. Our fear kept us from opening ourselves up to those around us, providing protection against what others might do if we appeared vulnerable. But our fear also kept us from connecting with our world. We lived like alien beings on our own planet, always alone and getting lonelier by the minute. The 12 Steps and the Fellowship of Recovering Addicts gives people like us a place where we can feel safe telling the truth about ourselves. We are able to honestly admit our frustrating, humbling powerlessness over addiction because we meet many others who have been in the same situation. We're safe among them. And we keep on telling more of the truth about ourselves as we continue to work the steps. The more we do, the more truly connected we feel to the world around us. Today, we need not hide from the reality of our relations with the people, places, and things in our lives. We accept those relationships just as they are, and we own our part in them. We take time every day to ask, am I telling the truth about myself? Each time we do this, we draw that much further away from the alienation that characterizes our addiction, and that much closer to the freedom recovery can bring us. Just for today, truth is my connection to reality. Today I will take time to ask myself, am I telling the truth? In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Dottie D. Hey, Dottie, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hey, Douglas. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you can make it. So, Dottie, could you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and could you give your home group a shout-out? Um, my clean date is 10-7-2012, and I attend meetings pretty much all over, but mainly in New Orleans. My home group is the Spiritual Not Religious Program, a.k.a. the SNRP Group of New Orleans. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks for that, Dottie. And now let's transition into the just for today. So, Dottie, could you share your thoughts on Tell the Truth? Uh, sure. Um, so, Tell the Truth. I was a little bit anxious about doing this uh, podcast because I guess the word podcast kind of messed me up, but So I talked to another addict and he goes, well, you have no problem telling me the truth. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But I think what I interpreted the meditation to be was about telling myself the truth. 
And so, you know, the more I lie to myself, the sicker I become. And um, so, you know, I have to like know my part in certain things, even when it's hard to do, you know, it's like, I've been in some pretty bad relationships and, um, you know, I'm a victim of domestic violence. So I always thought, you know, I had no part in that and working mm-hmm. step work quite a few times. I had to realize that now that it's not my fault that it happened, it, I did have a part in it because I chose that relationship after numerous times of me being warned you know, not to be with this guy. And um, I think it all stems from being a child. Um, my parents argued a lot. My dad drank a lot. And he was pretty mean when he drank. And I can remember, like, sitting in the corner hyperventilating because I was so scared, you know, because they was loud. And I think that I chose men that I thought would protect me, you know. Um So I had to, you know, own my part that because of my addiction, the way I was thinking at the time, you know, I got into that relationship full aware of what could possibly happen. And, um, and that was a hard pill to swallow for me because that was a really hard time in my life. You know, I was really embarrassed because, um, I was pretty, it was pretty bad, you know, the, the abuse, it was pretty bad. And, you know, my family would come and visit me by my mom's house and my face was really swollen and I was really embarrassed. And that brought me back to just being an embarrassment, you know, to everybody. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know, you know, it was like, it was hard. And, um, and then I got into another relationship, you know, I married this guy and it was really crazy because the reason I married him basically is because, and this is going to sound really crazy, but because he could knock people out with his left hand. And I thought that was just the best thing since sliced bread. So I married this guy. <laughs> Needless to say, the marriage lasted a year, you know, and um, and then he left and went back to New York. But, you know, my choices really have led me to some pretty crappy things in life. Um, I always tell my sponsees, you know, it's best to be honest and da-da-da-da-da. And sometimes it's hard for me to be honest with myself and um, to call another woman and say, hey, I've done this and I'm really ashamed of it. You know, Mm. (laughs) I feel all that embarrassment all over again, even clean, you know, even almost eight years clean. I still do things that I'm embarrassed by. And um, Mm. whether it be going off on somebody and, you know, Cause my fear sometimes will come out as aggression, which I'm not very proud of, but that's what it is. And, um, sometimes I go off on people for the silliest little things and then I feel bad about it because this program is really messed up 
not messed up. It has really fixed my way of thinking, you know, and it's like, (laughs) when I do something wrong, I feel like bad. Like I got this conscience and it's just crazy. Right, right, (laughs) right. right. It's like, I remember one time I was with my daughter and we was at the grocery store and we went in and I had drinks at the bottom and I didn't pay for them. So when we got out, I said, I didn't pay for these drinks. And she just looked at me like we should leave. You know, she was, I think she was eight, nine, maybe. Hmm. And I said, no, we got to go back in the store and pay for these drinks because stealing is wrong. So I could take her back in and um, pay for the drinks. And the lady at the counter was like, this never happens. (laughs) This never happens. Nobody ever comes back in and pays for drinks. And I said, well, I can't teach my daughter not to steal if I'm stealing. Hmm. And that's, that's what great. I learned Kia, you know, is to lead by example. And, um, and sometimes truths are hard. They're really hmm. hard to swallow. That's, it's a big pill to swallow when somebody tells me, you know, no, that was your fault. You done this and that's why that happened, you know. And, um, but I look hmm. at it today. I take a look at it and say, you know what? They was right. I I wouldn't have done that and that would have never happened. And um, so, you know, I've been having a little problems with, I'm just going to be honest about myself because that's, you know, just what I do. And I'm a pretty honest sharer. So like I've been in meetings before where I've shared probably for a month straight that I didn't want to be there, that I didn't like anybody there. Mm. (laughs) Like I was sick of NA and, you know, just everybody's full of stuff. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can say the bad word, but no, you um, can let it fly. Let it fly. Go ahead. Okay. So, you know, everybody's full of shit in these meetings. I know y'all personally, y'all are not that, freaking spiritual okay and I've shared in like probably a month straight that and every time somebody would come up to me after the meeting and say I'm so glad you shared that because I'm feeling the exact same way and Mm. I'm like really I'm thinking I sound real crazy you know but it touches people and I believe that's why you share honestly you know and so right now I'm having problems with my kid's father, he hasn't been in their life for about eight years. And he's, you know, he's a use an addict. So mm-hmm. he called me and asked me if I thought my son was going to be gay. Now, needless to say, he ain't seen my kid in five or six years. So he has no idea, nothing about my kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, I lost it a little bit. But then I got to thinking, it was like, I allowed him to get a reaction out of me. That's what he wanted. And I allowed that to happen. And, um, yeah, so it's and the so, way I so react. Was, was that his, you know, so, so if we dig into that, Dottie, you know, and I thank you for, you know, being transparent and, and, um, and, and I know, you, you know, and, and, and I've heard you talk about this and stuff, and it's not the fact that, um, you know, what upsets you isn't the fact that, you know, if your kid, um, you know, if your child is, is, is gay, you know, is homosexual or not. Okay. 
you know, that's fine. All right. You know, yeah, that, that, you know, nothing changes there. You know, you're still his mom. You still love him. It's it's like, Hey, you know, it is what it is and and keep it moving. And, uh, and that touched me whenever you said that the other day, I was like, man, that's, you know, you have a lot of awareness of, of, of yourself and what's going on. And, And when you allow other people to, um, you know, to, to kind of get you off of your center. Right. And, and that's, and I think that lines up with, with what the meditation is all about. So you're telling yourself that truth of saying, you know, the substance of what the man was asking you, who gives a shit, it doesn't matter. But the way that you allow your, you know, you allow him to, to kind of inflict whatever he wants to upon you. That's the truth that you're telling yourself. So, so how do you, so if our guests are listening right now and they're saying, Hey daughter, you know what? I can really relate to you. There's people in my life or one person or something like this, whatever, who, who it doesn't matter what they say. It could be meaningless shit. It doesn't matter, but I just give them permission to knock me off my square. Could you, could you share with, with me and them? So what's the action item look like? Like, how do you get back on center? You know, how, how do you kind of transition the impact you give that person to be able to create, to kind of minimize that? Well, I have to take it back to, why did I allow that to happen? And, you know, I talked to my sponsor about it. And I think it all goes back to the guilt from using, you know, and especially while I was pregnant, you know, it was like my kid got ADHD and I cried for months because I thought it was my fault, you know? So with this kid in particular, because I have three of them with this one in particular, Anything that happens, I kind of blame myself for it. So mm-hmm. him, even by him insinuating that, which whether it was true or not, I, it doesn't really matter. It affects yeah, me right. in that way. It affects that guilt all over again. It brings back all that, you know, emotion that I mm-hmm. had. But, you know, the solution is this. It, and it's going to sound real simple, but it is what it is. He is who he is. I have to recognize that he's a using addict and he's irrational. You Hmm. know, I have to recognize that and I have to kind of empathize with that aspect. Even if what he says, I don't like, even if what he says makes me mad and upsets me, you know, it's like, I got to recognize where he is. I can only meet people where they are. And that's That's it. That's, That's, you know, that's, that's the hit. If I can recognize that I can only meet him where he is, then I can come to some kind of closure with it within myself, you know? Um, yeah. So like the solution is to just keep going, you know, it's keep going, talk to people about it and bounce stuff off of people and figure out what, what is the next step? What can I do? to not allow this to keep happening. Well, I can tell him to quit calling my house. And if you want to pay child support, then pay through the state. You know, if you really want to pay, you will. That is one solution. You know, one solution, another solution, I could take him to court, back to court. You know, there's many different solutions sometimes to one problem. And that's really cool but that you're I, able to see that and, and you're like, you're not stuck in just leaving things be how they are. You're, you're not stuck, you know, without, without any options. And, that, and that's really what's staying clean and having some sense of, of awareness and a commitment to, to, you know, being the best that we can, that, that we can be, 
each day is that we have options, right? And 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 I think right. there's a lot of hope and there's a lot of hope in that. And and uh, so Dottie, that was that was um, you know, thanks for being transparent on some on some heavy issues there. And uh, so look, before we transition into this last question that I like to ask the guest, I do. Um, I want to ask you this, okay, and just share, you know, if if you're comfortable, and if not, you know, then we can just keep it moving. But if we have some guests here, and, and I don't think this is too far of a tangent, and, and, and maybe it'll help somebody, but, um, you know, if we have a guest who's listening and, and saying, hey, look, I'm in a, I'm in a, an abusive relationship, and that's not uncommon for us. It, it just isn't, right? And and so, mm-hmm. so if we have a, have a guest there and say, hey, Dottie, look, I'm, I'm, I'm where you are what can I do? Can you share briefly just maybe some action items that they might not be aware of? They might not even know, but could you, could you shed a little bit of light on and saying, Hey, look, this is how to get out of that. And then, and then, you know, and then we'll wrap up the, we'll wrap up the episode. Okay. So for me, um, there's a lot of resources that domestic violence, uh, victims can use. Uh, one of them being the battered women's shelter. Um, I went through them. They helped me tremendously. The, the counselor there was amazing. She came to court with me. I got the restraining order. Um, and I prosecuted him. I actually went to court for that. Um, but, you know, it's like this. I wasn't ready till I was ready, you know, and... Um, mm. And it got really bad for me to get ready, you know, broken jaw. I got a plate in my eye. My eye Mm. socket was broken, you know, so it gets worse. That's my thing. It doesn't Mm. get better. It gets worse. And, um, and don't think that you deserve that. Don't think that you deserve that. That's good. You know, because you don't deserve that. It's not your fault. So, yeah. so, you know, Dottie, if they're, if, they're, if they're at that, the, the number one resource, reach out to to some kind of law enforcement agency there and, and, to, and, to, and to see what the transition into, you said it was a battered women's shelter um, place. And so, yeah. so guess if you're listening, if you find yourself in that situation or a loved one, um, you take Dottie's suggestion and follow up on that resource. And I think those are golden words that you said it's not your fault and that can apply to a lot of us addicts carrying around things, man, that we, you know, we're real quick to pick up the bat and just really abuse ourselves when what we need to do, like my sponsee brother says for years and years, is uh, we need to put down the bat and pick up the feather, you know, love ourselves just a little bit. So, so Dottie, look, we're, we're going to transition to the last part of the, the um, podcast. I'd like to ask all the guests the same question who, who come on here. Um, you've been clean for a while and you've had, you have a lot of experience and knowing what you know now. If you could speak to Dottie D with one day clean or one week clean, could you share with us some things that you would tell her? Oh, wow. Um, uh, it will get better. Um, just hang in there, you know, um, love yourself, you know, allow other people to love you, like really love you um allow yourself to be vulnerable you know that was a big thing for me um and it's okay to fear some things because you know fear can turn into courage so 
yeah, I mean, I would just tell myself, give yourself a break, Dottie, dang, you know? Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm -hmm.